0: Hey there, here's a quick note. This podcast contains general financial advice only. That means it's not specific to you, your needs, goals, or objectives. So don't act on the information until you've spoken with your financial advisor. You'll find our full disclosure, disclaimer, and link to our financial services guide in the show notes. Kate Campbell, welcome to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast. It's
1: good to be back, Owen.
0: Yes, it is indeed. Today we're talking super. We're gonna do a crash course on what's changed, what do you need to know, and how do you get the most out of your super maybe to start things, what is super?
1: Yeah, so superannuation is the money that you're going to use to fund your retirement. And so you can't touch it at the moment. If you're in your 20s right now, it's going to be a long time before you can touch it. But it's that money that is going to bridge the gap after you finish working to support you during your retirement. And so there's a lot to learn about super. But if you do learn the basics, it's going to set you up for life. There's a few positive changes you can make with your super that will really set you up. Um, And we'll talk about an example later on, but we'll also provide some updates since the last intro super episode we did at the start of 2019, because Mm. there have been a few really positive changes about super in the last few years.
0: Yeah. So we've seen the changes from the Royal commission. We've seen changes to how you can compare your super, Mm. which is really handy. And for people under 25 as well, there are differences now um, from just a few years ago, for example, you know, not automatically getting a, a bucket load of insurance against your name. So th- there is a lot to get through, but it's actually quite simple at the end of the day. If you just follow this, these simple steps that we're gonna lay out here, you'll make the most of your, your super. And it is really important because for most people, by the time you reach retirement, this is probably going to be the biggest asset you'll have. At the moment, the current generation that is retiring have property as their biggest asset. Superannuation will probably be be the biggest asset that anyone has uh, whether you're in your 20s or your 30s if you're a little bit older obviously you might have built built wealth outside super but um, this is really important we've done some other episodes on this which we should refer people back to. So there are additional show notes. Yep. So go and check those out. We did an episode on how to read a PDS, yeah. for example. And
1: I think the thing we really want to stress is that your superannuation is actually your money. We can often forget it or feel mm. a bit detached from our superannuation because it's automatically sent by our employer each fortnight or each month to our super fund that maybe we chose, maybe we didn't. And so often we can forget that that money is actually money we earned and our money that we can actually choose. We have quite a lot of choice about where it goes, mm. how it's invested, if you want an ethical overlay or not, which super fund, the fees you pay. So as we'll cover in this episode, just a few of those basics. So you can actually choose where your money is, how it's invested and what you want to do with it.
0: Yeah, cool. Okay, let's get into it. So since we you know, previously recorded some episodes on Super 101, what are the things that people need to know since then? So just in the last couple of years, for those people that already have super funds, chances are everyone listening to this has a super fund, maybe more than one. Hmm. Um what are the things that they need to know? What are the things that have changed?
1: Yeah, so the government really wants you to look after your super because that lessens the load on them once you get to retirement age. So they introduced tools. They've got the uh, ATO My Super comparison tool. I think mm-hmm. at the moment it's only um, comparing balanced funds, Yeah, is yeah it? like the
0: My Super strategy. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, but they're going to keep adding to it. I know in 2022 they plan to add a lot more features to that. And so you can actually go in and compare your super fund to different options available. So there's a lot more information out there nowadays, uh, as well as super funds are all competing on fees now because they know um, consumers are actually looking at that cost. So there's more transparency around fees, especially if you go to the large super funds, they'll say what the fees are on an average $50,000 balance. And so it gives you a bit more transparency there when you're trying to look at five different super funds and go, hey, what am I actually paying? Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of them are even introducing fee calculators to make it even easier. So you can go, hey, this is my balance. What am I paying each year?
0: Yep. And this is like, all a step by the government to make things more transparent and to Mm. make things easier. So I think the big one for most people is the MySuper comparison tool because up until this point, we've relied on third-party tools which do not always take into account um, all of the fees or necessarily all of the super funds, which is probably the bigger one. For example, if you visited some comparison websites – they might only show results from funds that have paid them mm. to be shown. So we don't necessarily want that, whereas we have an independent um, comparison tool now, which is um, the Your Super website. It's similar to if you've ever been on privatehealth.gov.au where you can search for private health insurance and you can do it um, without – well, I guess knowing that those that provide those reviews – are not getting paid. So whereas you know, we go to a comparison site, this is not a knock on CanStar or Finder or those that do this, but we know that those businesses have to make money. Mm. Um, and so there are certain things in place, there are incentives for them to report in certain things. Whereas this, my super tool from the ATO is independent and it compares just the basics of what you need to know. So one of the things you mentioned just a minute ago, when you were doing an intro, intro to what's changed in super, one of the things you mentioned is ESG, mm. which we've covered a lot lately. But for those people who are new to this type of thing, what does that mean?
1: Yeah, so ESG is environmental, social and governance factors. And that really looks at a company that it's invested, the super fund's invested in or a building or whatever the investment is and goes, does it align with what our guidelines or values are as a super fund? And mm. so some super funds like Australian Ethical, Everything they, um, all the products they build are in line with whatever their ethical strategy is. But other things like Australian Super or Host Plus are actually creating um, special ESG funds, or mm. they might be called socially responsible funds or ethical funds um, or environmental funds. Like there's a lot of different names because there's not too much, um, there's no one sort of enforcing. Yeah, each there's name. no guideline for like yeah. if
0: people are green, if uh, super funds are greenwashing or. Um, you know, just saying this is ethical when it's not. Like there's yeah. no one that can say, oh, you know how to use that word. Um, even though you say it's ethical, you're invested in this. Yeah,
1: but yeah. it is giving consumers a bit more choice. And so you can go to your super fund that you're currently with and say, do you have any um, ethical options? And then you can actually see, well, what do they define as ethical? And does that invest in what you're aligned with? Or you could look at places like Australian Ethical or Future Super, Mm. which are a bit more targeted with their investments. Okay,
0: so yeah, and that's great. So just to summarize, there are some super funds that are dedicated to ESG or like ethical investing. And then there are many super funds, like the big, what we call um, industry super funds, like Australian Ethical, Host Plus, uh, UniSuper, et cetera. And they will have ethical strategies within their range of strategies. Yeah. So, so rather than it be like one view for the whole super fund, it's like, okay, yeah. that makes sense. And you can
1: look at the website. If you even go to like Australian Super or some of the others we mentioned, they'll have maybe 20 different investment options. So you can actually look at what's right for you. And a lot of these super funds now, they've got more support um, that you can give them a call and actually say, hey, Am I in the right super fund for me? What are the different options available?
0: Yeah. And I think there's some jargon here that we need to break up. One of the things is that um, when people think of super, they think of – so let's say you, you ask someone at your footy club or your netball club or whatever you say, which you know, super fund are you with? And they'll be like, oh, I'm with Australian super or, oh, I'm with future super, all right? But the the real question is not which super fund are you with. It's which strategy are you in. Yeah. Because within the super fund, there are multiple strategies. For example, inside my super fund, I'm with an I'm in an indexed option, meaning that my option is like very passive and very low cost. But you could be at the exact same super fund as me, but have the high growth strategy Mm. or the defensive strategy. And what really matters is what you're invested in. Of course, we talk about fees and all that. But the actual kind of wrapper around the outside, it'd be like, oh, who do you bank with? And you could say Commonwealth Bank and I could say NAB. But that doesn't tell us what type of account it is. You could have an online savings account. I might have a transaction account and we're not comparing apples to apples. So it's important to know what's on the inside.
1: Yeah. And the easiest way to find that out is just logging onto your super funds Mm. website and looking um, at your portfolio, your investment, and it will say somewhere your investment strategy. Some super funds let you combine. So you might be invested in multiple strategies, but it might say high growth or conservative or balanced or high growth indexed or something like yep. that. Um, you could you could be even in an ESG option right now, or yep. worse comes to worse, you might be in cash.
0: Yep, that's it. And so that's why when we talked about the my super option, what we were talking about is them comparing to the balanced sometimes called the my super option. Yeah. So when you use that ATO tool and you look at your super fund, just remember that's only one strategy from one super fund. Like, There are probably multiple strategies within that super fund and you might not be in the the balanced option.
1: Yeah, you could be quite happy with your super fund, but you might just want to change the strategy. You might want to move from a conservative to a high growth super fund. Yep,
0: and there are benefits to that, which we'll talk about in just a moment. So the two more things that I want to cover really quickly, Kate. I'm hoping you can shed light on this. The first is super stapling. Can you tell us what that means?
1: Yeah. So, in the the olden days, which isn't very long ago, like two years ago, (laughs) where every time you started a new part-time job or a new job, if you didn't fill in uh, a super form telling your employer where to send that superannuation, the employer just picked a fund and put the money in it because they had to pay it somewhere. And so, so many people have ended up with like five to 10 plus different super accounts Mm. running around. um, And they've all been, they've been paying fees and maybe insurances on all these different funds. And so the government's trying to get rid of that from happening because if people weren't actually looking at their super and consolidating all of these different accounts into one account, um, they were paying a lot more fees and insurances than they needed. And so what they've introduced is super stapling. So once you've set up the fund, um, it'll be attached to your tax file number. And so when you start with a new employer, you could either fill in the form and do all of that. Or when the employer puts in your details, they'll see which super fund is attached to your name.
0: Yep. And this is so much easier because we we talked about in the previous episode about the tax file number, the TFN and why it's important. Because this is basically the number you take with you through life. There's only one of these numbers. Whereas if you go to a a super fund, you could have multiple member numbers, right? And you might not have to to remember those and whatever you can search for lost super. It's basically the equivalent of free money. If you do have a super fund out there, that's kind of just off in cyberspace somewhere with a bit of money attached to it. When you sign up for a new super fund, there's often a choice to put in your tax file number and search for a super fund, or you can use the MyGov website, which is exactly what I do. Mm. You get your MyGov account, which is obviously linked to your Medicare ATO. If you have like a pension or something and Centrelink, it's all in one account.
1: Yeah, Um, and logging into the MyGov account now, it actually prompts you and says, hey, because for various reasons I have two funds. And so it actually keeps saying, hey, you should consolidate this. Yeah. And even your super fund uh, will, because the super can search your tax file number too. And so mm. like once a year, your super fund might send you an email and go, hey, you've got some other super money running around. Why don't you put it all with us? Yep. So it's, they're incentivized to encourage you to consolidate to them as well.
0: For sure. So that's super stapling. It goes with you through life. Remember the tax file number is your number. We talked about in the prior episode how, The tax file number is the Australian equivalent of your social security number. So if you've watched any of those shows from the US, they'll all talk about social security. Our version is a tax file number, so keep it handy. Uh, The final thing is that I want to cover really quickly with you, Kate, is uh, opt-in insurance. So this is something that applies for people that are younger. So under 25 may not have a clue about their uh, super, but this is important for them.
1: Yeah. So, you can get a couple of insurances through your super fund. One of them is life insurance or death insurance, depending on how Mm -hmm. you want to look at it. And it used to just be, the super funds would just like slap it on every account. And so, Mm -hmm. if you did have, as I mentioned before, five different accounts, because you've worked at a few part-time jobs, you might have been paying life insurance on five different accounts. And so, what they've introduced now is that if you're a new super fund, you're under 25, um, or your account balance is under $6,000, they're not going to automatically put on insurances. Okay. But you can easily go into your super fund and add that insurance yep. at whenever you want. Um, so I know at the time they were a bit worried that uh, insurance would be taken off people that had lower balances, but um, I think that's all died down a little bit. But yep. all the super funds sent letters at the time, but now um, if you do want that insurance and you're under 25, this is something you can do through the app even.
0: Yep, and this is the thing. So this is how su- super easy it is. You, you get your <laughs> your member account, and you've got it on your phone. This is yep. what I have. You can see your balance in one tab, and then in the other tab, you can select what insurance you want and how much cover you want. Yeah, it's as easy as that. Now, if you're under twenty five, you can still get insurance. It's just you've kind of got to opt in for it. Whereas in the past, you would automatically get it. And to put it in context, let's say for example, you're a twenty two year old. You've just started work. Your super balance might be four thousand dollars. Well, if you had the full amount of insurance, it might have been a1,000 dollars a year for your insurance, which you might never use because you're a young person. Like statistically, you're going to die later in life, not necessarily when you're 22. So that's the whole point of it, right? Mm-hmm. Let's reduce that insurance early on and then let them have it later on, um, which makes a lot of sense. Obviously, this was a hard thing t- to get past politically, because yeah. you know insurers love the money that's made on the young people who get insurance that don't need it. Yeah, And
1: some young people do have dependents and it makes sense to have life insurance. So it's really something you want to look at and go, is this right for me? Should I turn it on? Should I turn it off? There's a couple of other insurances we'll mention later on that you can have in your super fund. So that's worth looking at. And even... Just If you want to be more in touch with your super, having that app on your phone in some regards is really good because you can Mm. see each fortnight or month or every three months when your employer actually Mm -hmm. pays your super. But what I realized the other day is that you can even change strategy on the app, which I think if you're in an emotional state and the market's uh, going through a bit of a roller coaster ride, the fact that you can change your strategy so easily on the app is maybe not the best thing. Yeah. So I guess you've got to think about what works for you. It's important to understand where your super's invested and make sure your employer is paying it, but you also don't want it to be too easy to switch your investment option.
0: Yep. So now that we've gone through all the changes, there are some things that people who are new to our podcast series, or just new to finance in general, or just maybe, you know, like me a few years ago, just couldn't be bothered doing anything with mm-hmm. super, now is the time to take action and we're going to tell you exactly what you need to do. But before we get to that, uh, I just want to reflect on one horror story that I, that I heard. And I brought this up a few times on the series. For those of you that are new, this will be all fun and great for you. We heard of a 26 year old female who um, during the uh, COVID outbreak, stock markets fell. I think they would have fallen 20 to 30% very quickly. And what she did is she changed her money um, to 50% cash and 50% um, like ultra defensive. So inside her super fund, she effectively had nothing in the share market and nothing to anything that would grow. And she did that out of panic. So she lost 20 to 30% on the way down, locked in her losses, at that level, and then the stock market rallied 50%. And then when she finally called up her super fund and said, what am I actually invested in? Um, she realized that her money didn't actually move when the stock market went up 50%. And that's because to your point, Kate, it was too easy for her to make an emotional decision. Mm-hmm. So what we're gonna suggest in this episode and the next steps to follow is like best practice. Yeah. So it's gonna be kind of like aimed at what's best for you over the course of your life. We're not trying to predict what's gonna happen you know, from one month to the next, that's not what super is for. Super is until you're 65 to 70, probably over 70 by the time we get there.
1: Yeah. And it's just such an important thing to talk about. I know we don't like thinking about retirement and getting old. That's all a bit scary. Mm. And it seems like a long way away, but just doing a few things now will really pay off significantly throughout your life. And uh, it is hard to balance the future me versus current me. One of the suggestions I heard one day was actually um, take a photo of yourself and put it in that uh, that a tool that actually ages you. So you oh, yeah. see 80 year old you and you're like, oh, I actually want to look after that person. So I think it's just coming to terms with the fact that you probably will live long enough to need your superannuation as much as you want to live your life now and actually taking a bit of care of it. Um, so you can take care of yourself later on is a really good idea.
0: Yeah, for sure. And this is where Kate's talking about basically, you know, you're going to be putting money aside anyway for super. So you may as well do it well yeah. and set it up now and just kind of put it on autopilot. This is one of the things in your financial life which autopilot is recommended. Um, there are other things in life which you should check in, um, but this is something that you can just kind of let it roll. The one exception would be if you're not getting paid the yeah, super. You which do is,
1: want to make sure your employers, yeah, yeah. Yeah, many news stories in the past few years of even very high profile people not paying the super correctly or paying it a year late. So um, you definitely want to make sure you're actually getting paid it.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, we've got a bunch of things that we want to go through here. The first is probably the most obvious is that you can use the uh, your super website to start comparing super yep. funds. Um, but what are the three things that people should look for, Kate?
1: Yeah. So if I'm going to a super fund website and wanting to compare some different options, firstly, I want to see if they have an option that's suitable for me. So not all super funds, some of the smaller super funds will only offer one or two different strategies, maybe just balanced and conservative. And so, firstly, I'm going to go, is this strategy i want is this high growth and you can click the button and you can see exactly how it's broken down maybe 60 percent is in australian shares and the 40 percent is in bonds or something like that so you can just have a look at that so firstly does it align with you and your values if you want an ethical overlay have a look at that too and see if it aligns with you because there's a lot of options now so you can compare and find that yep
0: I would actually add one thing on there, which is that sometimes if you do want to go with an ethical option, it can cost you a little bit more. So we'll get to fees in just a minute, but it can cost you a little bit more. Um, So sometimes you've got to make a trade off with it costing a little bit more versus, um, you know, getting that exposure that you want, that sleep at night factor from knowing that your personal values are reflected in where your money is invested.
1: Yeah. The second thing I would be looking at as soon as I land on the website is what the fees are. And that's why you need to pick the strategy first, because the fees, even under Australian super, are different for balanced and high growth and indexed and ESG and all those sort of things. So you need to, firstly, if you want a high growth strategy, looking at high growth on each of the super funds websites Mm. and then comparing fees that way. Um, So you're going to look at their admin fee, which is what they charge to just... Anyone? manage the whole thing. Yep. And so all of the super funds will have an admin fee and that might be written as a percentage each year, or it could be a, just a fixed dollar. Some of them are like $3 a month or $3 a week or whatever it is. Yep, um, And then you also have investment fees and that will change depending on what option, but that's what they charge to invest the money. And that's usually expressed as a a percentage of your money per year.
0: Yeah. So if you look in the PDS, the product disclosure statement, um, what you will find is an example of a portfolio. And it's typically, I think, $50,000. And it's usually a balanced one. Yeah. It's usually the balanced option. So if you've heard my super, typically that's a balanced strategy. Now, when you go on the websites, don't be fooled. Typically what they say is, they'll pick the best performing strategy that they have and they'll put that on the home page of the website. But that might not be the one that you're wanting to use. So just be mindful of what is appropriate for you. Now, these are just some rules of thumb. We're not Mm -hmm. recommending for anyone because super is quite a personal thing. But if you're a younger person, by that I mean pretty much anyone below 40, you should probably have a high growth strategy. That means higher risks, but it you you probably should take that risk because your money's locked away anyway, provided you don't let the monkey brain kick in when the next coronavirus crash happens. If you're an older person, you would be like, if you're drifting towards that retirement phase, you would want a balanced strategy. And if you're in retirement, you should be getting financial advice and seeking the most appropriate strategy for you. Because typically by the time you're 65 or hopefully you've managed it before then, I, I say, and we say, one of the best times to get financial advice is basically when you turn 60. When you turn 60 to 65, that's when financial advisors pay for themselves many, many times over because they'll say, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Clark, you're in the wrong strategy because your income needs to be this. Mm. But if you go to this strategy, this will get you the right amount of uh, dividend income or whatever from your super. So once you get to that period, it typically goes to balanced and then slowly becomes conservative as you get older. So let's just recap. Younger, you're looking for the high growth strategies, Um, being aware that it's typically riskier, so it's not always appropriate. Um, Once you get over, say, 40, you're starting to look at that balanced strategy. You're starting to think, okay, this is a better option for me. Um, I can't really stand the ups and downs. Uh, And then once you hit retirement, you're getting advice anyway. Um, and you're starting to drift towards more conservative because you then you start to turn on the tap of hey actually, I need to draw money from this thing um, and what can get me through? Okay so those so just there we go. we've got strategy and values. The second thing is like fees. We know that there are different fees for the admin fee. Um, and there's a fee for whichever investment option we select.
1: Yeah, and some super funds add in extra fees like switching or some other things. So just have a look. Yep. um And the product disclosure statement, which we have a specific episode about, so we yep. won't go into detail now, but yep. that's an important document to read. And the third thing to look at is the the track record or the long term performance. So yep. some of the funds will have maybe 20 plus years of performance history, mostly with the balanced options. Uh, but some of them, if they're new or they're an ESG fund, will only have a couple of years. So when you look, um, just like control F and look for the word performance on the page or just search on the website um, and you'll see a chart or a table. And if you can, they will be like three months, one year, five years, 10 years. If you can click all when it with the time frame, then you can actually really compare yep. properly. Um, so looking, if you're comparing different high growth funds, you can look at what the performance has been over a long period of time, not just the last three months.
0: Yeah, so when we say um, long period, what we're saying is a minimum of three years. So if you're looking at your super fund and you're going, oh, look at this, over the last year it's done 12% and then Jeremy from across the way says, oh, mine's done 20%, that doesn't mean you should switch. One of the worst decisions you can make is going to the the one that's just done well in that year. In fact, this is very well known in in, um, financial advice that if you switch after a, a fund has done well in the last 12 months, it's almost more likely that you'll do poorly in the next 12 months. So what you'll want to look at is, um, three years minimum, preferably longer, as Kate has said. And remember to compare apples to apples. Do not go on the uh, your super website, compare Australian Ethicals balanced strategy, and then go to Host Plus on the website and look at the growth strategy because mm. you're not comparing apples to apples. You're comparing, a hopefully, a faster-growing thing to a balanced strategy. You want to compare both high growth. And you can look, the good super funds – like all the big ones and Australian Ethical and Future Super, they have a full page on their website which tells you exactly what they're invested in. Yeah. So they're not hiding behind anything. So you can actually see what they're invested in.
1: Yeah, and it'll just be expressed usually as a pie chart and you'll be able to see the breakdown of invest how much you're investing in Australian shares and international shares, maybe emerging markets, bonds, mm. cash. And so that helps because... Um, as we say, not comparing apples and apples, not all balance funds are the same. So balance funds with different big super funds are quite different. So you really wanna look at the breakdown there and see what you're comfortable with. So that's an important step when picking your super investment option. Mm
0: -hmm. So Kate, I'm just gonna be real quick with this section. Um, What have you picked as your investment option and why?
1: I'm in a high growth strategy at the moment because mm-hmm. I'm investing over a really long time frame. I'm in my 20s right now and I'm not going to be accessing this money until 60s or 70s. And you also
0: know a lot about finance, so that helps.
1: Yeah, that helps. And yeah. I'm not too worried about it. I'm quite happy to contribute extra to my super fund. Because How do you do that? I make an um, after-tax BPAY contribution and then I claim it back by filling in a form, sending it to my super fund at tax time and then including that contribution in my tax return.
0: So you put extra in via BPAY, you just yeah. have the the super funds BPAY de- details. You put in extra, I'm assuming that's like regular like it happens Yeah, when I get background. paid
1: each month it's automated i think that's automated maybe because it's bpay it's not i can't remember but that's a monthly thing i do
0: and then at the end of the tax year you you lodge that notice that thing that you get from your super fund which says yeah it's called like
1: notice of intent to claim super contribute it's really long it's about a two-page ato put a link
0: in the show notes
1: Yep. yep and you send that to your super fund they'll send you a notice saying hey it's processed they'll take tax from inside your super fund and then you claim back the the difference in your tax return. But that's a good thing if you wanna speak to your accountant about, they know all the details there and they might say, oh, contributing $2,000 extra to your super fund will actually reduce your taxable income by X amount. So that's just a good conversation to have. Yeah, so
0: it used to be the case that um, you would have to do what's called a salary sacrifice. Mm. To be clear, you do not need to do a salary sacrifice anymore. Some people like to do this, but you do not have to do this anymore. Anyone can contribute it. Et- well, basically anyone can contribute extra to super. Yeah. So in I the mean, past, your employer would have to do it. It's flexible now because yeah. you
1: don't have to set it up with the employer. I can choose if I'm You're in full having control. an expensive month, I can say, okay, I won't contribute extra to my super fund this yep. month and I can control that very easily.
0: Yep. So you can use BPAY, you can use direct deposit. You can even just set up like an automatic thing with the, the super fund, even if you go into your app. Um, I know that on an Australian super app, it has it. You can just click a button that says put extra in right now, like just yeah. 20 bucks. Um, and so what I do in my super is, uh, my super is just in that index option, as I was saying, it's basically like, I'm pretty sure it's just 50% Australian shares. And then it's like a little bit in bonds and then 50, uh, not 50%, then like 30%, I think it is in international shares. And that's literally it. Now I used to be in a high growth strategy, but now it's just like super easy. That's mm. what it is. And, um, I'd be pay twenty bucks. I think it's twenty bucks a week um, to cover my extra insurance, which we'll get to in just a minute. So that's that's basically it. Super easy, mm. um, long term focused. It's going to have a huge impact on both of our retirements if we do it this way. Um, so maybe I should answer this next bit on the insurance. Yeah, because
1: yeah. you you have insurance inside your super. That's it. Yeah. I'm young. I've got no hangers on, so I don't currently have <laughs> <No hangers on. laughs> insurance okay. inside a super.
0: I like it. No. So yeah. So there are three types of insurance that you can get inside your super. Note, we will have a separate episode on insurance. It'll be a bit of a punchy one, but just the three that you can get inside your super. Life insurance, otherwise known as death insurance. I think that's the more apt (laughs) word for it because it pays out when you die, not when you're alive. Um, The other one is TPD, total uh, permanent disability. So if you find yourself permanently disabled, you can get insurance, which pays out for that. Um, And the third one is income protection. Now, the third one is by far the most popular. It's the most popular talking point for people Income protection. Mm. So, I mean, the first two are pretty self-explanatory. Don't die and you won't need your life insurance. (laughs) TPDs for if you get permanently disabled. And um, the third one is income protection. But what is income protection? So it basically provides an income stream to you if you are like severely injured and you can't work for say three months, six months, 12 months, whatever. This is different to work cover. So if if you injure yourself on the job site or at work, that should be covered by your employer's work cover. So for example, here at RASC, we have Allianz as our work cover. So if anyone here hurts themselves today, fingers crossed that doesn't happen, that's what would kick in. But let's say if you're walking down the street outside and you trip over, um, that's where you want income protection. Or if you're playing football on the weekend and you injure yourself, that's where income protection comes in. Mm. Now there are waiting periods. So it could be like say 30 days, two weeks, two months, six months, whatever the case may be, it's pretty standardized inside super. But income protection will pay you a set amount from your super fund. Now, it's important to note that these are held by your super fund. So even though they're, you, they'll they pay to you, the super fund is legally kind of responsible for them. Second, um, it is expensive. So if you want an income protection payment, let's say you're on $5,000 a month at the moment, that's your income, and you want $10,000 from your, if you do anything wrong, um, like you hurt yourself, that's going to cost you a lot of money. And if you say, I want my income protection to cover me until I'm 65 years old, that's obviously a big risk for the insurer. So that's going to cost you more. And you pay for this from your super balance. So I've upped my insurance to cover, if I was to hurt myself like badly, it would cover mortgage repayments, it would cover potential future expenses for children. It would cover things like a car loan. We don't have one, but if we did, it would cover that. So you can go through and calculate what your life is worth in terms of like, what does it cost to keep the lights on if I injured myself? And you can get that as cover inside insurance. For life insurance, it's a little bit different. You obviously want to calculate all of the things that you have at the moment, like debts, the cost of putting children through school. So let's say you have two children, they're both five. Um, so they're just starting school and you say, okay, I need to protect my family if something happens to me. Well, you want to get enough paid out in your life insurance to cover, not just the mortgage to be paid off, but basically the education expenses for the next 12 years. So that's what you're thinking about. And this
1: is where it can be very handy to get financial advice. Oh, you definitely,
0: yeah. If you're, if you're going down this path, it's worth getting the advice, but I'm just kind of outlining these steps. Each of the big insurers have calculators on their website, um, the reason why some people like myself choose to hold this in, in, insurance inside super is because we don't have to pay it out of our own pocket. So you can just get this insurance from your super fund if you're really tired of money and you know you need insurance, but you can't afford it. You can use your super uh, balance to do it. But the way I work it out is I get my insurance, these three insurances through super, but then I top up extra. Mm-hmm. Um, just a little note here, which is the super death benefit note, uh, nominations. So... The big question is, what on earth happens to my super if I die? Typically, what happens is it's paid out to whoever you nominate, right? But there can be some ambiguity, meaning that sometimes that long-lost relative, Betty, comes in and wants to challenge the will or challenge this or that. Super is a little bit different how it's handled. Kate, I know you did an episode on this, which we will refer people to, but people can nominate where the money goes, right?
1: And you could have a binding or a non-binding nomination. And it's definitely worth checking with your super fund here because it usually has to be to a a beneficiary, which might be your spouse or Mm. a dependent under the age of 18. There's a few other criteria there or you can nominate your estate uh, because it's actually handled separately to the will. And so the super fund actually sends that money out and goes through the process of working out who's the money supposed to go to if you pass away. So um, that's something that you can talk to a lawyer about if you've got a few questions. And we did a wills episode with a lawyer last year and we did discuss yep. um, how to make that super binding death nomination and non-binding death nomination and where the money goes. So it's worth paying attention to that just so you make sure you can lead it to the right party.
0: Yep. So this is um, something that's really important because if, for example, you... You do pass away or something wants to happen to you it is really important the right people get the money because there can be you know these can be challenged so it's what kate said there is basically it can go to your estate so the super money because it's held by the super fund even though it's yours it's held by the super fund so that means before they pay the money out they want to know where it's going for mm-hmm. sure and then you have your estate which includes things like your house it includes your share portfolio it includes the picture frames on the wall, right? You can choose to have that money go into that pool or you can have it paid out to someone else. Um, you could, if you really wanted to, you could make one of these nominations to someone. And then let's say it's your partner, then you get a divorce. If you don't update it, you have to be careful. So just make sure that it's all up to date and it's all ready to go. You can do this on the, on the super funds website. It's really easy to do. Go and check it out or you can contact a lawyer and they can help you be a bit more – this is more important for bigger balances. They can help you sort that out.
1: Yeah, because there's a, a form you have to sign yep. and have witnesses. So, yep. there's a, a few steps there. But um, that will definitely we'll link to the Wills episode in the show notes.
0: Yep. Cool. Okay. Let's do a quick – Um, takeaway piece from this episode. What have we covered? Why is it important?
1: I think the most important thing to take away is your superannuation is your money and you want to take care of it because it's going to take care of you in retirement and sorting it out as early as possible, whether you're listening to this in your your teens your 20s 30s or your 60s it's a good time to sort it out and take some control over it and key things to look for even if you're looking at where you're invested right now look at what fees am i paying what strategy am i invested in is this something i'm happy with mm. what's the long term performance have a look at some of the main competitors um and just knowing that you can add extra to your super fund because some people don't know they can do that
0: yep and that's that's really easy because. You know, the the $1 that you add today could be $20 by the time you retire. Um, You can use the Your Super website. Uh, We've done videos in the past of how to find different super funds, but some of the names that we've mentioned include Future Super, Australian Ethical, Australian Super, Host Plus, Uni Super. Um, There are heaps. You can find them all online. Um, You know, all the usual checks and balances apply, meaning you should read the PDS before you sign up. We've done a video on that. When you check your insurances, just be mindful that if you do change super funds, you know, you might lose some of that insurance. So you have to understand what are the risks if I change my super fund, will I lose my insurance? If so, for how long? What am I covered for? Et cetera. Before you go and change anything, make sure you read that insurance guide and the PDS. And finally, just one note we haven't covered here, which is that when you sign up, when you join a new employer, you should be given the choice of a super fund. Make sure you know what your super fund is when you hand that form back to them. Um, Just log into MyGov um, where it's kind of like your hub for your your money. Um, And then you can tell Um, the employer which super fund you're going to go with. And I think you can do it through the MyGov website now as well. Yeah. And
1: after you get your very first paycheck from a new employer, make sure to just go in and check that you've been paid that super. Um, Maybe just check with the employer the frequency because they might pay it every fortnight or month or three months, uh, depending on how they work. But just check that first payment goes through because sometimes there can be admin details and forms and things like that.
0: Yeah, so we used to pay it monthly here at RASC. Now we pay it quarterly because we're a bigger team and it just makes it easier for us to manage. Um, so you can check that. And if they're not paying it, head to the ATO website where you can report um, that your employer is not paying your super and they will investigate on your behalf. Okay, okay. so action points for new new people to the podcast
1: yes so if you're new to the podcast this is the first time hearing about super the first thing i want you to do is log on to your super platform and if you don't know where your super currently is head to the ato MyGov website put in your tax file number and it will bring up all the super funds associated with your name and as i mentioned before just do a check and go through am i happy with where i'm invested do i want to consolidate my funds what are the fees what's the performance what's the track record and go from there and we've got heaps of other episodes on super that you can listen to to if you want to go down that track. We've um, even got a course on it. Yeah. Well, that that was the next one. Take <laughs> the course. We've got a free sort your super out course. Um, we'll link to that in the show notes and that will run you through all the basics so you can really feel in control of your superannuation and where that money's invested.
0: Yep. Cool. And if you're um, a more advanced listener, um, go back into your super, make sure the performance is up to scratch, check your fees and insurances. Um, remember that if you've, been saving since we did our first episode you'll probably have a bigger balance now you can go use the money smart calculator chuck in you know what you're contributing what would be the impact if you put more in um, and if you got better returns what impact is that going to have on your retirement balance i'm a massive fan of adding just a little bit extra every month kind of like you could treat it like the, the Netflix bill that you get every month, like 15 or 20 bucks a month. Just put a little bit extra in. It's going to make a huge difference just like paying mm-hmm. off your mortgage in little bits earlier the, than earlier than expected. It all makes a big difference in the end. So um, Kate, we've covered a lot in this episode yes. on Super. Thank you for watching. If you want to, go and check out the, um, the RASC Education Sort Your Super Out online course, totally free. It'll help you go through these things in a little bit more detail. Otherwise, follow our action steps, check out the resources and we'll see you in the next episode. Kate, as always, it's a pleasure. Thanks for joining me.
1: Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast, where our mission is to improve the financial futures of all Australians. If you'd like to learn more, create a free account at rusk.com.au forward slash account to download free episode workbooks, bonus resources, and take our amazing free personal finance courses.
0: You can also join our online community by following the link in the description.